Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Whedon. Welcome to Unleash the Podcast. I am streaming live, and when I stream live, you know what that means. It means that I have a guest. Even better today, I have two guests. I can't wait to introduce them. Before I do, I just want to let all of you know, look, if you're watching this on the live stream, there's a really great way to never miss an episode, and that is to subscribe to Unleashed the Podcast. You can go to unleashedthepodcast.com or just go to your favorite uh, repository for podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Go find Unleashed the Podcast. Never miss an episode. This episode is going to be fun. I have got two very good friends. They were on my Shrimp Tank podcast with me just about a month ago. Their names, Sue Sanford, Lynn Falks, Upstart Group. They are here because they're going to talk about something that is incredibly important for business continuity and growth, and that's marketing. Crazy year. Uh, we, we want to make sure that all of you are making money and that your brand is, is, is enhanced. And Sue and Lynn, can you help our, our watchers and our listeners? Can you help us with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome. First of all, Sue Sanford, Lynn Folks, welcome very much to Unleashed the Podcast. Thank you, Dan. We're excited to be here. Thank be you. Fun. So listen, let's, let's start out with, with what you do because on your website, you, you talk about being a fractional CMO, chief marketing officer, fractional mm -hmm. CMO. There's a fractional agency model and it has nothing to do with doing math, right? <laughs> this is, this is, this is, I don't have to do any math or fractions, but what is a fractional CMO? Well, maybe some marketing math. However, yeah. <laughs> one of our favorite CEO coaches, Jim Heaton, tells his CEOs, only do what only you can do. And that means that you as CEO or business owner, you don't have to be expert in finance or marketing or sales or operations. You can use fractional expertise for your company. And by fractional, it means that you probably don't need, depending on your size of company, a full-time CMO or VP of sales or chief operating officer, but you could use one a couple hours mm -hmm. a week or a couple hours a month. To so help a fraction of the time, right? A yeah. fraction of the time. So you're using a fraction of that VP sales to drive and build your sales team, a fraction of that chief operating officer to shore up manufacturing, train and lead your ops team. The same uh, for a CMO, a chief marketing officer can come in and for a fraction of the time, uh, train and lead your more junior staff that you probably do need full time. Well, you know, and before we dive into some, some specific questions, it, it brings to mind the small business owner who might have anywhere from five to 30 employees. Mm -hmm. They end up wearing the hats of many because those employees are either man, you're building something, they're driving somewhere, they're out in front of the, the store at the, at the counter. And, and that those jobs and marketing is one of those falls on the CEO or the president or whatever we want to call that person, they don't have the marketing, the marketing uh, skills that you two have or that your teams have, right? Absolutely. It's one of the things we see down as a big challenge for growing companies because there's a certain point 
Uh, we've hit this in our own company where there's a certain point where if we don't get that right expertise, we don't get the next level of knowledge we need, then, then the CEO or the business owner actually becomes the roadblock and, and the reason we're not growing because they can't do all of it. They can't have everything funneling through them. It's just, as we all know, when you're wearing that many hats, things start to fall off. So it's where when we see the fractional model becoming really valuable, <laughs> in our yeah. case, we tried doing our own accounting for way too long. We should not be doing accounting. Let me just right. tell you. <laughs> but, it's like me so, saying I want to get up on my roof and clean off the leaves. Right, I shouldn't exactly. be doing that. No, right. you should not be doing that ever. No. <laughs> so let me, I want, I want to talk a little bit because sales, and I'm, I'm going to throw out questions. You guys yeah. can fight over who gets to answer them. All right, you got Is that a it. deal? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Or as I say to my granddaughter, Delio. All right. So <laughs> uh, sales and marketing gets lumped in together. In fact, you see a lot of sales and marketing on, on different types of reports or, or whatever. What is the difference between sales and marketing? Oh, me, me. All right, Jim. <laughs> Lynn, I, gonna, I almost got you. All right, go. <laughs> so the easy way to think of it is marketing is one to many and sales is one to one. So marketing's trying to get as many of the right people to the company as possible. And by the time we started narrowing it down on who the real customers are that really want to buy right now, mm -hmm. sales takes them from there and closes those deals. And it's more, it's just super important. Sales and marketing should be working together like this in Absolutely. order to get the right people to the right company to close those deals. So, you know, you just said something that, that kind of struck me. They're not necessarily the same people. The marketing people and the sales people are, are different people. It's not only different people, Dan. I, from my experience, and we've, we've talked with a, a lot of sales VPs about this as well, there's uh, the, the information we need up front. You know, who our key customers are, what are our core messaging, what are we trying to sell them, all those things tie together. But at a certain point, marketing and sales disciplines are very different. And like Lynn was saying, you know, the salesperson needs to have that knowledge and expertise to go in, have the conversations, do the negotiations, close the sale. That's a different skill set than what you need in the marketing team. And I think one of the biggest challenges we see is sometimes it gets lumped together under somebody who's going to do biz dev. And well, biz dev can mean all kinds of different things. Now, it might be sales, it might be marketing, but in reality, you've got to have both functions or make sure you're clear about how those functions are working together. So as, as you're coming together and you're talking with yeah. your clients and you work with both small and medium sized businesses, correct? Yes. So what is during this 2020 has been Huge. off the chart unprecedented. I, I think we would all agree to that. And I know that there are probably people you've talked to who said, yeah, we're going to cut back on expenses and, and marketing is, is part of that. Uh, and many have figured, no, we need, to, we need to make some money during this. What's the most asked question you've been getting since March, since this whole thing started happening? Is there one or two questions that, that have just been prevalent? For, for me, and Lynn, you might have a different experience. For me, a lot of what we're working with clients on is that it's the sales question. It's, it's how do we keep leads coming in? How do we connect with our clients when we've got a sales team that's used to being in front of them? If you're doing face-to-face -face meetings, you're on the road, you're doing this, it is a different environment to do what we're all doing now on Zoom and other, uh, other platforms to be able to have those sales conversations. So a lot of it is 
how do we how do we do that? And so we're working with teams on that. The other big piece, like Lynn was mentioning, where it's got to really be integrated, is marketing has a much bigger load right now to make sure that we're helping cut through the noise and that we're helping get uh -huh. the right information out in front of the customers. So when your customer's doing research and they're going to do 70 to 90% of the research before they ever talk to a salesperson. So if we want our customers to be found and we're working with the clients and their information isn't in a place where the customers are searching or they don't have the right information up, they may or may not even make the, the you know, the top list of vendors that a client's going to talk to. So there's a bigger lift on marketing. That's really important. I would say more so than ever. Back to the question though, cutting marketing budgets. I would also but, say you've yeah, got to be go really focused on how you spend money right now. Yeah. Yeah. There, so the noise, I'm going to do a quick piggyback. So Lynn, Lynn, maybe you can answer this. There's more noise out there now because every yeah. it's, it's increased. So is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. You know, everyone has taken the notion to heart that it's more important than ever to stay in front of your customers, provide them with education and information that they need and support their businesses. And so there is a lot of education and, and other noise mm -hmm. out there and cutting through what's most valuable. That's a challenge that your clients face. So how do you make sure that, that you're the one that's relevant, that they are paying attention to? Okay. So now I, of course I always write down these questions and I get sidetracked by everybody's good answers. And so I got sidetracked again. So I think I, I would agree definitely that there's more noise, so to speak, because everybody's working virtually and so they're able to produce. So here we are on a podcast that's part of what you would consider uh, building an intellectual property base and, mm -hmm. and doing all of that. Everybody's doing podcasts. Mm -hmm regardless of whether it's a podcast, a blog, a website, social media, how, how do people differentiate? How do companies differentiate themselves so that they can be heard above the noise or seen through the fog or however we want to characterize yeah. that? Well, which, uh, there's so many answers to that, Dan. That's why you see both Lynn and I pausing here because it's like, okay, which track do you take? Uh, one of the critical pieces is, is making sure you really understand what your customers are looking for. We yeah. see a lot of companies still upside down with all about me messaging. And that's, you know, the customers are trying to solve their own problem, whatever that is. And sometimes they're solving different problems looking for the same product. So cutting through that noise and getting in front of that and differentiating, it is more to do with your customers than it is with anything you sell. And the other piece of that is, how do your customers want to get information from gotcha. you and get the education? Do they prefer video? Do they prefer to read a blog? Are they just solely on social, you know, and want to see a quick social post that they can link through if they want? So really understanding how your customers want to hear from you. Okay. So I asked you the, the question I asked a little bit before was what's the most asked question you're getting. My next question for both of you is, What's the question more CEOs should be asking? You know? Oh, yeah. That's an easy well, yeah, one. No, so, okay. Who goes yeah. first? Wait a minute. I think I got that one. Okay, you go well, first. We're in, you know, we're in Q4. And we've had a lot of companies come to us and say, okay, well, this thing isn't going away anytime soon. It's not changing anytime soon. How do I prepare and plan for 2021? Mm -hmm. Because my CEO coach is saying, where's your 2021 business plan? Well, I can't use what I had planned for 2020 because it's not going to work, right? <laughs> right? 
I got a star. It went out the door in like yeah. May or if not before, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're getting a lot of calls on help me, help me plan for 2021. Sue, do you have a different, do you have something to add to that one? I, I do. I think for the getting ready is a big piece, but I also think for business owners, it's really staying streamlined. Like we mentioned, everybody's wearing different hats and the, the propensity is to try to solve too many things at once. And when we're looking at stabilizing a company, Dan, you talk a lot about this in terms of um, uh, managing risk and making sure that your company is, is set up for what happens if it continues for a long time. Same thing in marketing. It's like really stay focused and don't forget your existing customers. That's one of the biggest gaps when you're thinking about planning. What are you doing to talk to your customers that you have now? You might think, oh, my customers love me. I don't need to do anything about that. But if you're not talking to them and other people are, and you're not keeping them in front of your mind and making sure you're adding value, you know, there is real business risk there. So don't forget to look in and talk, talk to uh, your existing customers. What would you say about, you know, social media, obviously the platforms are important, whether it be Facebook, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Yelp for a lot of uh, hospitality and restaurants and things like that. What would you say uh, from a standpoint of do you, do you shotgun all of that mark all of that the, that out there to everybody, or do you become very uh, specific and laser focused on just a few? What's what? And everybody might have a different answer for their company, but in general, what would you say? No spray and pray. Spray. And <laughs> no spray and pray. Absolutely not. Lynn, you go. Yeah, so I always say, look, we're, you know, especially small and medium business, we're not Coca-Cola. We don't have a budget to market to everybody across the world. We need to be really targeted and specific. Who do we want to talk to? Where are they? How are they shopping for us? And we're going to go and do that. Okay. So what's the I biggest... Wanna, can, wait, oh, go can ahead, I add go one ahead. thing to that? Sure. The other thing with the social is test it. You know, we have a, a client, a manufacturing client, and they sell, you know, so LinkedIn obviously becomes a natural place to go. But what we found for one subset of their buyers is they were a lot more proactive and engaging on Facebook. So part of it, you got to test and find out where do you get conversations, where are people converting from? And if social is not working, doesn't mean you should, you should kill it. It does mean you should figure out what is working and how to get your customers. Okay. Great. Thank you. I was going to yeah. ask, uh, what's the biggest mistake CEOs or CMOs, regardless of, uh, I guess, whether, whatever their role is in the organization, what's the biggest mistake you see them making now? Well, for the CEOs, uh, back in March, April, May, it was cutting marketing budget completely. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. in that case, you're not, as Sue mentioned, you know, keeping contact with your best customers that you have right now, but you're also putting all that burden on finding new customers completely on your sales force. So they're not then closing deals. They're out trying to find just people to talk to. So that's a huge burden mm -hmm. on that team. Yeah. So and I, I think, want, I think oh, go I, ahead, I, Sue. No, I just want to add it. I think the other thing and it ties back to the planning is Sometimes as marketing, uh, marketing teams or marketing individuals, we get really focused on the tactics. We're just getting it done. And, and there are times where you really have to step back and say, is it working? Is it really getting us where we want to go? Is it helping us break through the noise and do some of the things that are required to support our sales? So I think that's important on the marketing side. 
I was reading some of the things that I've, I've, I've on, on articles and things you put out. You talk about the bird in the hand and bird poop, right? <laughs> now you used, you didn't use bird poop, you used bird droppings, but you talked about bird, the bird in the hand. Yeah. And all you have is a handful of bird droppings. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I love that phrase. It's, it's, it goes back to the talking to your customers, right? Yeah. The customer you have, a lot of times people want to go out. We're going to open a new market. We're going to go out and find new customers in a whole new area. The missing piece is you might have more revenue sitting in your existing customer base than, and then less expensive to get because they already know you and they're easier to sell to. Yeah, and people forget about that. So it's not only just don't forget to talk to your customers, but also look at what can you be doing to increase your engagement in the customer base you have. So yeah. I think that's the bird oh. in the hand. You know, forget about those customers and, and you got <laughs> droppings, right? Yeah. Leonard, did you have something to add or did you? No, <laughs> okay. Sue covered it. <laughs> okay, so I've got kind of a fun one. Uh, I, I promise you don't have to reveal anything about uh, – whom you're going to vote for or anything. But here's my, the presidential campaign has been going on for about two years, correct? I mean, we're coming to a, to an inglorious end to the whole thing. <laughs> Thank um, goodness. <laughs> but in reality, you know what these campaigns are? It dawned on me and it, it's gone back through time. These are marketing campaigns. I mean, they're yeah. really, you know, we, we talk, you hear about all oh, the presidential campaign. These are marketing campaigns where individual brands whether you had 17 people running for mm -hmm. one, you know, and, and trying to get down to one, it was always, it was kind of that large funnel coming down to a final sale. I want to hear from both of you. What are some lessons learned, best and worst, that businesses can take away from both presidential campaigns over the last year? What are some of the things that, uh, that they should learn from and what are some of the things they should avoid at all costs? So I, you go first, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, so I will say that negative advertising and focusing on the other person is a not going to endear you to your current customers, but B is going to damage any hope you ever had of getting the other company's customers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's a no-no. Do not, don't, don't focus on that. Sue? Fear-mongering. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's fear, fear marketing is a very real tactic, and in yeah. some cases, it works well. Um, so I, but, but you got to use it really wisely because yeah. what are the side effects to that? Who else are you going to impact? And you know, just being, being thoughtful about I, who you want to be in the world, right? And I liked what you said. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was Sue or Lynn who said it, but you were talking about uh, in, in the discussion of rising above the noise or being seen to focus not on me, but to focus on mm -hmm. what your customers, what your clients, where they're hurting, what they need mm -hmm. to focus on that as opposed to here's what I can do as what help do you need? Right. Is that there, mm -hmm. there's an, 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 there's an ability to do that. Yes. Yeah. It's solutions focused. You know, if you think about it, if you're shopping, you're not, you're not shopping because you're looking at what that company can do. You're shopping to solve a particular problem. You know, let's, let's go back to your roof thing and you don't want to get on the roof and you need, a, you know, you need a leaf guard. Well, you're yeah. going to go research that. You're going to look for it and you're going to figure it out. And the very last piece may be, who do I buy it from? 
So it, you're, you're solving a problem. You got to make sure we're getting that information and solving, <coughs> excuse me, the real problems customers have. And are you going to go buy it from the company that spends all their marketing dollars bashing the competition? Right. Or are you going to buy it from the company that says, hey, I understand you don't want to go walk on the roof. Let us come take that burden off of you and you'll be safe. So one thing, and I see now something just popped into my head. There's also, so there's <laughs> also an, a thing around sense of urgency. Now I know the fear mongering yeah. part is, is, is no bueno, but there are some things that their sense of urgency gets people to move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, lo logic makes people think, emotion makes people act. And there is often a very much a sense of urgency that if you don't do this, this bad thing can happen. Uh -huh. you, do you categorize that as fear mongering or is it, I'm looking out for your best interest, do this in order to better yourself or protect yourself. Yeah. To me, well, that falls more in education. Okay. This is a, this is a very real business risk. This is something that has to be addressed. And sometimes business owners, you know, you see this a lot with cybersecurity right now. Right. And what is the real risk we're facing and, and, and not just jumping to go buy a, a new policy because everybody's doing it, but what do we, what's the real risk to my business? So, Education. I, think, I like I that. That's, education. A, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got one last question. You both right. get to ask it before, or you both get to answer it before we move on. And it's, it's about 2021. So I, 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 I yes, yeah, so you can take a deep breath. I'm not going to ask you the, to, 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 to compare yourself to anybody on friends <laughs> or, or on uh, any other show that we did that on shrimp tank. I, but I, this is a, this is reaching out. So the people listening or watching are thinking, okay, we're in Q4 now or 2021. I guess we need to start planning for that. Innovation is critical, and we've all had to, to turn on a pivot on a dime, haven't we? I mean, just right now, what is something new from a marketing strategy perspective that may not have started at all in 2020, but should be considered in 2021 for a lot of companies? I think the, well, what comes to mind, Lynn, for me is, is broader use of video. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the ability for smaller companies to really be effective with video and not having it be, you don't have to go out and do a fully, you know, professionally produced uh, video production. Well, sometimes you're going to want that. But I think the video engagement continues to be really important and more so than it's ever been in terms of engaging with customers. Like what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. For those of you watching like, <laughs> right now, Exactly. Yeah. And one other thing that companies should consider is that this has broadened some companies' eyes where they thought they yeah. could only have clients in a certain geographical area. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, I've got the whole United States and maybe Canada mm -hmm. and Mexico and maybe even further could be customers for us. Yeah, so right. that's an opportunity in 2021 that they would not have taken advantage of at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, and you know, I think that's I'll, a. I, oh, sorry, Dan. But I just well, want to make a say, point there. I think, I, yeah, no, I'll say this, and then I want to turn it to you. Yeah, it's no. about success, not perfection, isn't it? When it comes to video, and I mean, yeah. you want it to be good, but it's about getting it out there, right? And Sue, please, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Please, no, no, no I was just going to add on the thought because with what Lynn was talking about, it's not just marketing; it's also sales. You know, I just read an article from I think it was McKinsey put out a report on sales and and looking at it's changing the sales landscape probably permanently and realizing, hey, we can sell virtually and be successful at that. 
it's less expensive in some ways, it's easier, you know, and, and I think that's changing the landscape on the sales side as well. Well, the yeah, interesting and, thing, and, and I'll, I'll uh, leave you to Sorry, we're, you You'll, said we could jump in, Dan, so yeah, we're No, jumping. no, this yeah. is fun. This is what we're supposed to do, this conversation. <laughs> but this is my point. I have clients that pre-COVID, we would talk on the phone a lot, but that was it. Today, we never talk on the phone anymore, but we're doing this. I actually see many clients more than I did yeah. before COVID because of Zoom or whatever whatever mm-hmm. platform we're using. It's it's interesting that I can I had a conversation with somebody in North Carolina. I might as well have been sitting right across the desk from them because mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. So, yeah, yeah I think great. that that's great. So listen. I know that people are saying, I have to meet Sue and Lynn. I got to talk to them. We got to get 2021 rolling. How do people find both of you? The the easiest way is to go to our website, upstartgroups.com, all one word, uh, upstartgroup.com. And you can find information on how to contact us and also hopefully some content and tools there that you can use to download or uh, use in your own strategic planning process. So thanks for including that. Well, to both of you, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I know that all of our listeners and watchers took a lot away from it. Uh, I wish both of you a great fourth quarter of 2020 and an even better 2021. I know we'll continue talking and maybe we'll even have you back on again if you're willing. It's always fun, Dan. This has been great. Yes, thank you for having us. So everybody out there, listen, I told you at the beginning, the best way never to miss another episode is to Go to Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you like. Uh, We'll be having more guests coming up, and uh, I'll even wax poetic on a few things myself. Uh, For right now, please go out there, be safe, be healthy, and above all, be unleashed. (laughs) 